Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Well, folks, the pre-podcast ritual continues. Continues. (laughs) Tell them what the ritual is in case this is their first mm. podcast episode. I, Jason, not Caroline, <laughs> I like to have a cinnamon roll before yep. recording these episodes. Yep. It's a uh, homemade cinnamon roll crafted with love. With From scratch? I mean, yeah, pretty yeah, much. That's, I mean, that's from scratch. I didn't like make my own cinnamon. I mean, on, you know, wow. Like I did use pre-ground cinnamon. Well, you should have tried harder. But I made, I brought all the recipe elements together, made it happen, got some big thick boys some thin cinnamon rolls, what got some you, vegan cream cheese icing, saying? which is great. Anywho, just want to let you guys know that I, uh, I'm i on the cinnamon roll train for the before recording this podcast, and Caroline's making faces. What's Can happening? Can you help me? Use your iPhone? Sure. <laughs> I would love to. This is marriage in a nutshell. I can't remember where I set, remember when you were like, oh, your phone always stays open. Yes. And it doesn't lock, and yeah. it bothers you. Uh-huh. And so I oh, so now made it's changes, shutting off. and now it's shutting off, and I want to have my notes open, so can the you fix time? it? I'm in display and brightness. Um, <laughs> but now look, the, the lock is like the auto lock. Am I just in the wrong section? You're in the wrong section. Hey, guys. Welcome to What Is It All For, where we explore how to use your iPhone. Uh, fun fact uh, for you guys, I wanted to, at one point, create Figured a podcast where I put together IKEA furniture on the podcast. No video. You, I just I told tell him, you. I told him no. Yeah, you're Caroline welcome. told me I was not. Guys, do that. I figured it out though. In case you're listening, fun fact. Yeah. If your phone, <laughs> if your phone is in low battery mode, mm-hmm. it won't even give you the option Ooh, to leave your because, screen open. Because we talked about it in the first it's episode, to help you. you're a below fifty percent battery. Person. Oh yeah, I'm, you exist. Oh, actually, I'm at thirty five, but I was just on but low battery. Still, My phone just automatically puts me on low battery because it it's knows. like you're gonna get there. It just knows. Anyway, I'm really sorry you had to listen to that, but that's just the real talk. As you know, if you listen to our first or second episode back we're trying to embrace notes this time around oh yeah 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 yeah. just because sometimes you and i have been known to take a turn or two down down a road that we did not like anticipate a turner, and a, hooch? a turner classic movie i don't even know what turner and hooch is about it's a, a tom, tom hanks, hanks movie and yeah. a dog and the dog de bordeaux is the dog i think they're cops I think they're cops. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of the movie. It's not Turner and Hooch. It's, I, think I think they're, they're cops. cops. Um, uh, anyway, we're not so get into long that. story short, we're writing notes just yeah. so that we can collect our thoughts, and that hopefully those of you that listen to this just for our weird personalities, like that's always going to be here. But those of you that listen to this and want to get a couple of business nuggets out of it. We've thought ahead for you and done Hey, that. and welcome to Business Nuggets, our podcast where we give you <laughs> business, business, business nuggets. nuggets subtitle, Are They Cops? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today? Notes, notesy, notesaroo. Today's episode is all about a question that a lot of, I think, online business owners have asked themselves if they've done online courses specifically, and that is, should I switch from a from product launches into a membership? I wouldn't even say online courses. I'd say digital products. Sure, sure, sure. So if you're and a planner, if you're somebody, if, you stuff, if you're somebody who has probably, I would say, launched three plus things. Three. 
I think so. Okay, cool. I think three or more things, mm-hmm. you start to ask yourself, you start to feel like you're juggling a lot of plates, spinning yeah. a lot of plates. Yeah. <laughs> and you ask yourself, okay, does it make sense to actually pull this all together inside of a membership? Yeah. And we have asked ourselves that as well. And we've we've actually made that move. So for an episode, we just wanted to talk about the move to go into a more membership direction things that we did wrong things that we liked about it yeah like what led us to make that decision what did we learn where we are now and where we are now and um because where we are now is kind of this weird hybrid between spoil it well i just want to give them a taste of what we're the end what you do this is like you know like a if i was a director directing this movie Mm -hmm. this would be the kind of movie where you go Oh, here's the end shot. Okay. And then you go, you know, 24 hours earlier and you see what led up to that. Wow. Yeah. So the end shot is we now have some sort of a like hybrid. We're a Prius. We We're, are a we Prius. Are, Our business is a Prius. We are Prius. <laughs> <laughs> Why is not that a product name? Yeah. I also imagine this metaphor could be if a chef at a restaurant came sure. out and had like a potatoes au gratin was going to be like the signature piece at dinner, uh-huh. but he just brought you one tiny spoon of it uh-huh. and just gave it to you right when you sat down and uh-huh. was like, here. And you took a bite just and you're like, taste. wow, I, I really want a whole plate of that. And he's like, you're going to get that, but seven courses from now. What I, what I love about you is that's not a thing that exists. That you, you were like, you were like, here, let me let me explain this to you in a different metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you went ahead to describe something that actually doesn't exist. But I thought you would appreciate it because it's the same. You thought I'd appreciate it just because it potatoes has potatoes in it. Yeah. You think I can just fall for <laughs> yeah. anything with potatoes yeah, au gratin in it? You'd be right. <laughs> yeah, I know I would. Uh, this episode brought to you by potatoes au gratin. <laughs> Find your recipe online at potatoesagratin.com anywho so i do think there's a really natural progression here for online business owners where you start out by servicing clients and you work one-to-one you get a little bit burnt out on that you want to have more of your own free time then you go into products and so you may have your first course or if you're a planner person you get digital planners if you're an ebook writer if you're you know whatever the thing are thing is that you're doing you start to sell some of those and then you go okay you know i I had this like idea of evergreen passive income it didn't work so now i'm going to go to long launches because that actually makes more sense i can control it more i can have a little bit more predict a little bit more predictability especially on my time you get into that right as an aside also every time you have a new idea and you launch a product you get that little hit of like oh it's new and people want it yeah and it's exciting so you maybe you start replicating that right you start like oh i have another idea for an online course i have another idea for an ebook and so you get a couple of launches under your belt yeah and then you get to this place where you go Oh, you know what would be really nice? Like, not to be in the launch model, but to have predictable monthly income every month. Right. And this is where our membership makes sense. And so, like, this is the natural progression for a lot of us. And so, if you're a person who's at stage one, two, three, or four of the things I just listed out, wherever you are, you're on a journey that all of us have been on. Yeah. And I think this is a very normal thing. We talked about this many years ago. This idea of the grass always being greener. Okay. You're skipping ahead to my lo- ooh, <laughs> my notes at the bottom. I guess well, the, the point of the notes is not to go chronologically. No, but the point of the notes that I realize now that we should have done is I wrote the notes and then- So you wanted to be the- No, I wrote the notes uh-huh. and then I did not share them with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but usually I'm the taskmaster, but 
you should have read the notes before. Oh, sorry. Okay, but that's okay. Let's but skip also, right ahead. It's part of my tell me about my essence and being uh-huh. is not to read the notes. I understand that, and I yeah. love that about you. It's a part of my essence and being to write the notes right. and read the notes. Um, and then it would be great if a part of our combined essence and being could be just sticking to the notes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd yeah. Be great. Yeah. Um, no. Let's... Remember when we were doing mm-hmm. our little mm-hmm. audio test before, and you're like, "There's no chance I laugh that loud at anything you say." No, I said the opposite. I said, "There's no chance I say anything funny enough that, oh, that you're I gonna laugh, laugh that, that loud." loud. But it. I was wrong. Yeah. Hmm. Talk about the grass is always greener. Okay, so you get a couple years ago, we ran into this. Where we were like, "Oh, launch mode. It's so exhausting. There's so much stress when a launch comes up. You have so many things you have to do. Everything has to align. If something goes on in the world that derails you." it really can like hurt your business. It's a lot of pressure on this one uh, window of time. Absolutely. And so you have a lot of unforeseen circumstances that you can't control. And so that's why launches are a little bit tough. And after you get through doing a couple of them, you're like, I kind of want a better system for this or a different system for this Mm -hmm. that will feel better. Okay. So then we do membership model. And so we've done, we did membership model for a year and a half, basically. By the end of membership model, we're like, Let's go back to launches. Yeah. And so we've talked, that's what we mean when we say the grass is always greener is one thing that you have to realize as an entrepreneur, as an online business owner, you're always going to be looking for the other thing that's going to make this easier. And the punchline is that it, it's not ever going to be easy. Sure, there are things you can figure out that work better for your lifestyle, that feel better. Um, and, and that's your job to explore and to figure those things out. But if you're in your mind thinking, oh, if I could only move to a membership and have monthly recurring revenue, then it'll be easy. That's the wrong approach to have. Or the opposite. If you're in membership and you're like, if I would only go back to product launches, then it'll be easier. No, it's just each one has its own challenges. Um, And to, to quote a phrase from our dear friend Liz Gilbert that we often like to say, each one has a shit sandwich that you you're going to have to eat. And so you just got to choose which shit sandwich that you're willing to eat. And so, I don't like the idea of eating shit, but um, that's the way that the metaphor goes. And it's that's effective true. that way. So we talk about that often. And again, we'll get into like, what are those exact upsides and downsides to each one? But we definitely fell into this trap when we were doing product launches. And we were like, if we can just get switch to a membership then we'll really have it figured out little did we know when we launched wandering aimfully as a membership in late 2018 wandering aimfully as a membership yeah uh 2018 yes we i literally i mean we were kind of treating it like oh this is everything coming together and and it's all this is a much better system for us no it was just the beginning of figuring out how to make that membership model work for us um and so it was not the you know silver bullet that we were hoping that it would be to wrap up the grass is always greener part of this podcast episode here is from people who have done a lot of launches and have now done a membership for years here is which grass is greener it's a little bit green with both so it's about how much green you think you can get based on what type of business you want to run that's how you decide if it's greener. And take it from people who've done all of these things. And granted, sometimes you got to just do it yourself to figure out if you like that experience or not. But there are good and bad to both. Neither is better than the other, I would say. It's really just about what makes you the most comfortable. And yeah. so we'll get to, at the end of this, our Prius model that has going that, that we feel is going to make us the most mm-hmm. comfortable. And you can really figure out on your own based on what we talk about or your own experience or reading things from other people. But just know that 
neither one is going to be foolproof and just set it and forget it and your business just runs and you make a lot of money. Right. So let's talk a little bit about... Is this from the notes? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I read the notes, so I'm very you aware not, of where we are You did not, but that's okay. You're just, now you're just lying. <laughs> I want to talk about what led us to make the decision to create a quote-unquote membership when we launched Wandering Aimfully. Yeah. And so at this point in both of our careers, we had various different products on in each of our individual businesses. I Would had, you say our products were on fleek? Wow. Where did that come from? <laughs> No, I wouldn't. It came from being really tuned into society. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still not 100% sure of what it means, but sure, yeah, they were. Okay, huh? cool. And so I had made Vibrant, and you had Jason Does Stuff, and yeah. we had these individual businesses, and I had launched probably, let's see, or, I mean, varying like sizes of courses. I had little $20 courses, and then I had like a $300 branding course. And so I probably had six or seven different products under my belt that were sort of alive at that point. Um, and what did you have at that point? Uh, probably like 12. A handful. Yeah, yeah, 12 different products. A lot. And so um, I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the biggest things that led us to wanting to do a membership is just the very idea that we were combining businesses. And we were tired of like the juggling of and switching costs of trying to promote all of them yeah and that that was that was what led me to go from jason does stuff to buy my future yeah which was to basically say i really like making things i like solving problems i like the exploration and the excitement of teaching people stuff and for even me to learn things for like a year or two and then be able to teach them but i really just disliked the constant model of like i got to sell this thing i got to promote this thing i got to do all this stuff and so that's why i packaged everything up into buy my future which was a way of consolidating before we even consolidated businesses. Yeah. And I think that was one thing where, and hopefully you'll take away from this if you listen to this and you have multiple products, anything more than one, two, or three probably, is you can do a launch model or a membership model for that and consolidate it together. But the key is, is to figure out, is it just too much mental tax for you to have to think about, I got to promote and I got to market and and then it's like, oh, but then I had this other project. I got to do all these things again. That I think was the big tipping point for us where we were just like, it's too much. Yeah. We were also just in sort of an an essentialism phase with our life too, of just like simplification in general. And so we just were starting to feel like it was just turning into a lot of clutter and a lot of things to keep up. And we were looking for a way to consolidate those. Um, and But what's interesting is you did the buy, our fu- buy My Future and then Buy Our Future kind of model. But that was sort of a – that was like com- – it was more of a bundle than it was a membership, right? Because right. it was putting, all, oh, your, sure. yeah, putting would... all your stuff together and then launching it like once or twice a year. And I think that helped us from the – like what we liked about that was the simplification – what we didn't like about that was you're still in this launch model where you're really putting a lot of pressure on this like intense period of time. And so then we thought, again, grass is always greener. We thought, yeah, you know what? We're not going to be do product launches and feel all this pressure anymore. We, When we launch Wandering Aimfully, we're going to move to a membership model. It's going to be $100 a month. Yep. With no like end, just like a Netflix, Netflix subscription or something like that. But you're going to pay $100 a month and you get access to like all this stuff, you get the community, um, you know, and we really thought that is a great value because of how much you were getting. It was insane. But I would say what we've learned first and foremost in that first phase of Wandering Aimfully is that more is not better. And I think this is such a mistake that a lot of people make in launching their membership is 
you just think that because you have so much stuff for a certain price and you think that the value proposition is so good that people are going to buy your membership. And the thing is, if it doesn't solve a specific problem, they're not. Because our problem was we had all these different disparate things. We had we had my art courses and we had a sponsorship course and we had, you know what I mean? It didn't solve this like one problem, which we'll get into like how we solved that. Yep. But that was our first big lesson I think that we learned is um, – from a membership perspective, if you don't just throw a bunch of stuff into a membership and think that it's going to sell. And this is kind of the classic problem in online business or just business in general is you are so in tune with everything that you make and everything that you sell that you see all of that all the time and you think that everyone else is going to find it as important as you do. Mm-hmm. And they're not. They, they just they want you to solve a problem for them. And most times it's one problem. Mm-hmm. Just solve this one problem for me. Mm-hmm. And it can be a big problem, but it's one of those things where you realize the longer you get into this, the more that you show people, I can do all of these things for you, you realize people just don't want all Mm -hmm. that. And while it may seem like a good hook to buy someone in, and I do think that there is some value in having a bunch of things that people can go like, okay, like take a pair of jeans, for example, a very standard pair of jeans with just like no accoutrement added, (laughs) they're not exciting to buy. But when you get a couple pre-done tears, right, when right, you right. get some weathering The in, features, so to speak. You, exactly. You got some stitching on the butt that makes your butt look good. <laughs> you got a couple extra pockets, maybe a little handle on the side. If you got a hammer, you could loop it in there, you know? <laughs> you what love about, a hammer handle. If you think about it, maybe you have a lot of cargo, cargo. to carry. You need something to put your pockets. <gasps> now those jeans, wow. Wow. It maybe flare out the bottom so your feet can have they plenty are, of room okay. to breathe. So just so I'm clear. Yeah. They are bedazzled on the butt. Of course. Cargo pocket. Oh yes, because one of those weird hammer handles to hold your tools. I'd even say two. They're also flared at the bottom, big, so your feet. You might not even see your feet. You You might not even see your feet. A lot of features. These jeans. There's some weathering. There's some tearing. Oh, that's right. They're distressed. But how great! Like I just wanted something to cover my legs, but But now, now, I mean, I've. All these options. And especially if you're telling me that for the low, low price of $100 a month. <laughs> Very silly metaphor. But I think it does illustrate the point of like, it's There's solving something- one problem and all the extra stuff is just additional on there. And we think as the creators of all the extra stuff, everyone wants all the extra stuff. Right. They want the initial problem solved. And then the extra stuff can kind of be like a nice accompaniment to it. Totally. So that was the kind of the first big thing is I don't feel like we had a clear story thread between all of the products that were inside the membership. And we knew that though. I think that's one thing that we also gave ourselves permission was we don't have the time to figure this out perfectly. And we kind of want to just experiment and see what people say and see what we stumble into. Yeah. Which I think enough, a lot of people don't give themselves enough opportunity to do. They go, I have to figure this out. It has to be perfect. And then when they get to whatever that is that they think it is, it's true. They launch it and maybe it doesn't go as well as they thought. And then they think like, oh well now I can't come up with good ideas. Yeah. It's like, no, you just have to keep trying new things. Yeah. And so that's really something that we did over time, which is probably in your notes. So I'm not going to touch on that until you're ready. No, I was just trying to think of like a metaphor uh, for that, but and I'm sure there's one that exists, but the the visual that's coming to my brain is like you get this like big boulder finally moving and then you can kind of sorry I hit my microphone and then you can kind of steer it because you already have that momentum going and all you have to do is just nudge it in one direction or the other in order to completely change the trajectory but it's much harder to if that boulder is not moving like turn it and then turn it and then turn it and then get it going um and so sometimes it's easier to just like kind of launch the thing and then nudge it once you once it's up and running and it's kind of already moving it's almost like your business starts out as like a big block of stone 
And you you have to chisel it away. I feel like you heard my metaphor and then you were like, I want my own no, metaphor. No, no, I want to add on to it. I like your metaphor. Okay. But I'm saying like your business starts as like, an, it's not, you can't move it because okay. you haven't done all the things. Uh-huh. You have to like learn the skills. You have to create the sales page. You have to do all this stuff. And that's really shaping that big block that you can't roll. You can't roll a block into a circle, into a boulder that's movable. Mm-hmm. Then you start testing and tweaking stuff once you start rolling it. See, just assist it. That's all. <laughs> I think... I'm just going to be honest. I'm not sure that what you added to that was like was really helpful. that helpful. All right. I'll take that feedback. And, <laughs> and I will approach it with curiosity in the curiosity corner. And I'll think about it for the rest of the day that you hate me. <laughs> and then I will resent you for it and it'll come out later. I'm just kidding. So the what we just said was the big one of the big kind of missteps was not having a, a through line, but we knew that. And then I also want to say on top of that, when you don't have a through line, and you're doing a membership model where it's a monthly payment, you really don't realize how much that churn is going to affect you. Because if you're not solving a problem for somebody, the second that that payment comes up on their credit card statement or their bank account statement or whatever, they're going to go, oh, I need to cancel this. I'm not using it. Or it's not helpful to me. Um, And so we found early on that we had all this churn. And so then... Again, this is something that like no one tells you about memberships is you're like, oh, great, monthly recurring revenue. What you don't realize is it's like a bucket that has a hole in it. People are just leaking out of it. And so you have to keep constantly feel like you're putting – trying to get more people into the bucket, but the bucket is leaking. And so after a while of doing that, we were like, you know what? We started realizing that people were only – only staying well anyway i'm getting ahead of myself into all the solutions yeah do you want to talk about our solution to the problem of of not solving one problem first because i think our next big move with that was like build without burnout yeah or do you want to talk about the solution of the never-ending monthly recurring revenue problem because we had two solutions to that. Uh, yeah. I think I also want to just maybe make it clear for people. Don't forget those two things. What are your two keywords? My two keywords are focus okay. and lifetime. Focus on your lifetime. <laughs> um, so when you do product launches, you have very little things to worry about because someone pays you money. They know they're getting a specific thing. They're really not going to, even if you have a payment plan, they're not going to, when that credit card thing hits three months from now and they have a couple more payments left, they're not really going to think about canceling because they like know that they bought that thing. Right. They right? bought a product. You wouldn't like, yeah, pay. Right. F- you wouldn't buy a couch and do the monthly payment option and then four months into it be like, oh, I'm going to cancel. I, I already have the couch. You can't. Right. You've been sitting on that couch. You've been sleeping on the couch. Love You've that been couch, doing honestly. all kinds of things on the couch. Wow. What have you been doing on the couch? Just laying down. Just yeah, cuddling. Reading books. Yeah. Okay. Doing nice things. Knitting. Um, <laughs> But with a membership model, you get people to start paying, and then you have to deal with, like you just said, customer acquisition for mm-hmm. new customers and customer retention. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize until you do it is customer retention is almost as much work as customer acquisition. Yeah. So you have the failed payments, which always happen. It's yep. just an unbelievable thing that you have to deal with, like constant. What do you call I, that again? Dunning or something? Churn. Or no, yeah, Dunning. Yeah, Dunning. sorry. Uh, just failed payments is easier. And then you have to deal with people who churn, who cancel. And so when you look at these two options, product launches uh, and membership model, and really I think product launch kind of labels it incorrectly. It's just selling products because we launched the membership as well, which we'll talk about a little bit more. But um, the recurring revenue model of a membership and and the payment model of a product, I'm not saying this super clearly, but I think you get it. 
you just have a lot more to deal with in a membership. You have so many moving parts and you have so little moving parts. So I think that's one big takeaway here, just like you know, halfway through this podcast episode that we're gonna record, is before you jump to a membership model, really ask yourself, do I wanna get into dealing with having to acquire new customers and then having to, with every new customer, deal with a failed payment at some point or them possibly churning out? Because when you just sell products, you don't have to think about that. Yeah. All you really have to think about is the customer acquisition side I mean, if you have payment, if you have a payment, if you have payment plans, sure, you sure, do, sure. but it's very, it's a lot less, it's a work. lot less. Yeah. And with the membership model, like you really do, I mean, you're always going to want to obviously pour your energy into your customers and making sure they have a good experience. But like Jason said, that customer retention thing is the lifeblood of your I mean, membership. I do, like I, every day I deal every with Every day. And we only have, what do we have? 300 active paying customers of Wandering Aimfully. So every day. I'm dealing with either a failed credit card and and I do have a lot of systems and processes. So it's not like I'm going in and doing I it. wasn't talking about, sorry, the failed payments. I was talking about the nurturing of oh, for sure. customers. Yeah, yeah. And like, so you might have that to a degree with products because you want them to like your product and, yeah. and share it and talk about it. But not when with the membership, the size of that hole in your leaky bucket is dependent upon how much care and love and attention you're pouring into the people already paying you. Yeah. So the more that you can pour your energy into them, the smaller that hole is going to be in your bucket. So it's not leaking quite as fast, but it's still always going to leak. And so both of, so I was going, Oh, can we go back to my keywords now? We can go back to your keywords. Can you do me one favor? Yeah. I now can't see your mouth cause you've slumped down a little. Uh-huh. So can you either scooch up or adjust your mic? I have bad posture. Also, so what I'm hearing is you want to see my face. It's just easier for me to understand you. (gasps) Oh, interesting. Somebody always makes fun of me for not being able to understand people when I can't see their lips. Well, I don't have the option of putting subtitles on you, so I can't. I mean, if I could do that in life. If we could make that up. Uh, Okay. What were the two keywords? Focus and? Lifetime. Lifetime. Okay. So as I touched on, we had these two big, I mean, listen, the launch of Wandering Aimfully was fine for a while. Like, you know, we got a bunch of pre-order people, but it was becoming clear that we still weren't like profitable. And so um, after about, I want to say, yeah. Do you want to, let's actually share that because I think that's very interesting for oh, people sure. to also know what that means. So we did a, a pre-order where we had um, 15 people sign up. So we had $1,500 in recurring Before revenue. Before Wandering Aimfully was ever even Yeah, just thing. like a pre-sale basically. Then we did our very first launch and we only wanted uh, 30 people to sign up. And our idea was just to like slowly let people in because we really wanted to learn from it. We wanted to be able to nurture that group That was of back when we were doing monthly launches. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later on. Talk about later on. Uh, So we had, uh, I think, like 27 people. What's going on? I was trying to give more context. Like, anyway, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I think we had 27 people sign up. Just round it up to 30. It's easy. So we'd gotten up to uh, $4,500 in recurring revenue. I think we had a couple people cancel from the first pre-sale group, like one or two. And then we went into the next month. And I think we our churn was like 30%. Yeah, it was a lot. So we lost like 10 people. But then we brought in like another 20 or something. And so after six months of kind of playing that game, we got to about seven or eight thousand dollars in recurring revenue, which sounds great, right? Seven or eight thousand dollars recurring revenue. That's a that's a really great business, especially somebody doing. But like you said, it, we weren't profitable. Yeah. So we were spending more money on all the things that we were doing. And really, I mean, I guess it's we lump our life and our business 100 percent. Yeah, together. what you're really saying, and this is just because we like to be real with you guys. What we we are really saying is we have identified what 
how much money it takes to live our ideal lifestyle, our yeah. enough lifestyle, live in a place that we absolutely love on the water, um, you know, not have to worry about money, be able to save, be able to travel go when we could do that. We can't do go that Go out either. to dinner a lot. We don't do that. We've been saving a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we know what that number is. And so our business fuels our lifestyle. And so even even with a healthy revenue at seven or $8,000, that's that was still not enough for what we wanted to live our ideal lifestyle. And we're yeah. comfortable with state you know, saying that. And so our whole goal with Wandering Gamefully was to get to that place where we could be profitable and still pay for, um, you know, the monthly expenses that it takes to live the lifestyle that we absolutely love. This is, I just think a lesson too, just to like quickly, I want to come back to focus and I want to come back to lifetime because we're really dragging those Mm -hmm, things forward mm -hmm. is that a lot of people don't, they look at their business and they go, well, my business is profitable. I make $7,000 a month and it only costs me to run Wandering Gamefully two thousand dollars right so i am profitable as a business but when your business is your life and when that's everything is intertwined you're not actually profitable because you're spending more money every month in your expenses than you're making with your business and i think that's a really easy trap that people fall into where they they separate them out because we're taught to separate them out but it's not the same right and then you're like you're doing your bills every month and you're like well why do i feel or why am i racking up credit card debt when my business is quote unquote profitable profitable. yeah so these words can be dangerous when you don't really laser focus in and look and go but how is this really affecting the overall big picture? Okay, let's come back to your keywords because we've been dancing around your keywords. Okay, so at that point, we were ready to, the boulder was moving and we were ready to nudge it to try to make it a better boulder. And so again, the two problems we were trying to solve for is one, it became clear that we didn't have like a very specific aud- like audience and problem that we solved for Wandering Aimfully, the membership. And then two, this churn issue of people are churning out. So I want to talk about both. First one is focus. Yeah. What we decided was and we are going to make a new thing. We, it had been like a year and a half at that point that we hadn't made anything new. We just sort of were selling the membership. But we said, let's identify one single problem and let's create like what we called a cornerstone product inside the membership that we could really – kind of formulate all the messaging around. And so that product was called Build Without Burnout. And it was specifically for service-based business owners who want to transition to digital products and create their first digital product with the caveat that they wouldn't burn out in the process because we saw a lot of programs for people to do that. We're very like hustle, hustle, hustle. And so our kind of different spin on it was it was a six-month process yep. that we outlined for people. And the reason that we picked service-based business owners who want to transition to digital products is because the data told us yep. the people who were signing up for our membership, we thought were just going to be online business owners who were already selling products. Yep. They were not. It was like 80% of people still had a service-based business. Yeah, they were, they were freelancers. To transition. Exactly. They were, and so that, yeah. that data point was really helpful for us because we thought the boulder was going in a direction, yep. but our customers were actually like nudging it themselves in another direction. And we were happy to service those people because that's who we were at our core. Absolutely. We came from that. And so that when we were coming up with Build Without Burnout, we we're like, this is exactly what we've done. We should teach all those things. And I think the other thing that's really important about creating a cornerstone product like this, if it's within your membership or whatever, is kind of what we talked about before with consolidation. So we actually had a lot of this information in a lot of different things. Yeah. We had like your branding and your branding course. We had um, just coming up with your idea or your product in this other course called Future Finding. Uh, we had like a little bit of content in like some other course over here. I mean, it was so disparate. Yeah. It was really hard to find. And so Build Without Burnout was our way of bringing it all into one program that people could go through. And then also putting our spin on it, which was 
without burnout. Yeah. So if you're someone who is running a membership right now and you feel like you're not getting that much traction, ask yourself if there's maybe too much stuff without a clear cornerstone focus to build your messaging around and see if there are valuable things in all of your various products inside your membership that you can kind of pluck out and create this more consolidated place that you can um, build your membership around. So that's focus. Yes. So And that um, helped quite a bit. We, we did a whole new sales page. We did this whole big relaunch of Wandering Aimfully, un, you know, with Build Without Burnout as kind of the focus. And that got, got us another big boost of, yeah, we had, of people. We had gone down from like averaging 20 to 30 members a month to like 10. And it was just really because there wasn't anything to leaky entice bucket. them. Yeah, the leaky bucket. Uh, we were losing, you know, again, we had that high churn. And so Build Without Burnout really helped us to go, you're going to get this program. It was set up as a six month weekly program that you could go at your own pace where you could speed up if you wanted to. Um, and that really did help us boost back into getting more money. So I think we actually like dwindled down to 6,000 monthly recurring revenue, you know, with our launches and everything else. And then when we did build without burnout, it was the first time we went over $10,000 in monthly recurring yeah. revenue. And I'm so glad also that we did that because we did it in January of 2019. Yep. And then all of my crazy anxiety stuff hit for that whole entire year but I don't think and then you had to get super scrappy and do these different like marketing pushes like doing the test drive for people to see what it was like on the inside like you did all these like ideas that you could think of to get more people into it but I don't think that all of that stuff that you tried would have been as effective as it was without that little re- I would say reconfiguration that we did to position things around build without burnout. Oh, for sure. I think that was the first time that we really saw, and we, again, we knew this from the beginning, but you need a core product within a membership that people can go, this is what I want. If not either a core product or a core solution, I would right. say. So if you're somebody who's all your, mem all your products inside your membership really solve the same problem in different ways, I think you're still fine. You don't yeah. need sort of like a star of the show, but if you're like us and you're a multi-passionate and you've got all things all over the map, pick one central problem and then have like a star of the show that solves that problem. And the, everything else is sort of ancillary. Yep. So that worked really well for us. That's focus. The other big move that we made was lifetime. So we started seeing, and this this goes back to the churn issue. Mm -hmm. We started seeing, okay, what's the average lifetime like value of somebody who comes into Wandering Aimfully? And I don't even remember what it was, but it was definitely, let's say, less than six months. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it was six to eight months because, so $700 was probably the okay. fair lifetime value. So let's say it was $700. We started going, okay, if on average people churn out after $700, we have this other product, this other way that we've sold things before with Buy Our Future at $2,000. And that's actually that actually sold really, really well. Let's then create a plan for people. They can still do the... Um, you know, $100 a month if they want, but let's give them the option to have this lifetime option where they can, after $2,000, they don't pay us ever again. Yeah. And just for the math there is basically saying, okay, can we get basically, can we create a better sense of loyalty by saying, hey, instead of just going on this very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like non-committal $100 a month type plan, commit to the full $2,000 and then you'll never pay us again after that. And the people who choose that 
the lifetime value becomes two thousand dollars, which is you know double the seven hundred dollars, almost three times that yeah. they might have only you know, given had they been in this non-committal space. Yeah. And so this was actually what I did with buy my future when that I came up with that was I saw that my average customer value was like three or $400. And what I said was, well, if I can get everyone to buy in at $1,000, I'm going to double my lifetime value per customer, which is fantastic. If you can do that in business, you're doing a great job. Not to mention it's the best it's the best value for you as the business owner, so it's but it's both. The, but it's the best value for them as a customer because they will get whatever you create for the entire future for just that price. Yep. And so and it was, like was this like win-win. That was 100% my hypothesis when I was doing that first thing was like, how can I get maximum customer lifetime value? And then how can I give a customer maximum, what I called it Jason value? Because it was just by my future yeah. at the time. So it sounds a little douchey to say it now, but that's exactly <laughs> what we think of. With oh, Warner maximum Euclid. Jason value sounds right. douchey. Okay, right. okay, okay. Uh, but think about the jeans that I'm wearing, you know, like those look good. Those look good. So with Wandering Aimfully, what we really started to transition to was how can we get maximum customer lifetime value from what we used to get in the past? So we actually had data that told us, oh yeah, people will pay us $2,000, but it has to be packaged and has to be presented in the right way. And then also how can we give a customer maximum value of everything they can get and then have them know once you finish paying, and this is what hardly anyone does. And this is the reason why we love doing this lifetime model is hardly anyone goes, you've paid me enough money. You can stop paying me and I'll still give you stuff. People just don't do it in the online yeah. business world. No, and if anything, if in like the, what's customary in the online business world is like, if you get someone who pays you $2,000, oh, they're, they're a cash cow, right? Yeah. So then sell them on the, the super exclusive mastermind this, oh, then sell them on the private three, four person dinner. Oh, then sell them on the one-on-one -on -one consultant weekend vacationer premium silver medallion level. Wow. How'd I do? I mean, I want whatever that is. How much was that last one? $25,000. For three multiple, days. Multiple payments of $25,000? No, just one. Really? Oh, yeah. No, multiple payments of twenty. Now that you're saying that out loud, that is actually what it is. It's right. It's a multiple payments of $25,000. 17 payments of $25,000. That's right. And, uh, but it's worth it. I can, you're going to, my life's going to change, right? Yep. And I can manifest all of that while I'm doing that? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a really important thing that you decide if you're doing a membership, you know, do you want to just have an ongoing payment forever? That's totally fine. You can do that. But just know you're going to eventually have the data tell you what your average lifetime value is of a customer. So for us, it was $700. And if we could double that or triple it, which is what we did by going back to lifetime. And deliver more value to them. And deliver more value. That feels right to us. Yeah. And I'm always up for 3Xing our revenue per customer and figuring out a way that they feel good about that decision. Right. So we made this big transition. We told everybody who was currently on our monthly plan, hey, You've already been on our monthly plan. We're going to transition your lifetime. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Most of you have like five payments left. It just means that if you're, once you get to 20 payments, yep. then you're done and then you don't done. have, so it's basically us sending emails to people being like, Hey, were you planning on staying on for the next five months? If so, you'll never pay us after exactly. that. Exactly. And, so many people imagine if back. Netflix did that. They were like, "Hey, yeah. you've been on for twenty months. Like, you could just have Netflix for the rest of your life for free." You're like, "What?" And so many people wrote us back, and they're like, "Wait, what?" Because you just you never hear the people do it. So that's also like a nice little thing that you can do for people is to figure out ways where you reward their loyalty and not by forcing them or not forcing, but like having them pay you more money. Yeah, and then it's the best because it's like people who do get to that level where they've quote unquote paid it off. It, they now are getting so much continued value for, and they're not paying us still, and they become like 
you know, raving customers because they feel like the value exchange is like off the charts. I love you. I want to start there. I did it again. Yeah. Can you just twist this knob lightly? Hold on to the microphone here. Okay. Yeah. And then you're just going to loosen that and you're going to twist that down towards your mouth. Perfect. Perfect. Tighten that back up. Okay. You're great. Great. You did it. You nice. did such a good job. And I can still say slumped over? Yeah, because otherwise I'm just going to get your <laughs> your little <laughs> nose blows. In I the do mic. nose blows? Yeah, we all do. It's how we breathe. All okay. right, what's next on our list here? <laughs> yeah. Also, we've been talking for a while already. I didn't well, realize it how it turns quickly. out we had a lot to say about that. Yeah, so, we really um, we talked about the kind of tweaks that we made to help with that. I also want to talk briefly about the monthly launches idea that we did. Sure. Because... This is another example of us experimenting to try to solve a problem, and then it ended up not sort of working out for us, but let's talk about that. So the thing about Evergreen is that- It's easy. It's so easy. It's you the, just it's have the, to think about it, uh-huh. and you'll make passive yeah. income. This is a going back to the grass is always greener. People yeah. think instead of launches, because of the work and the pressure and the this and the that, I'm going to do evergreen, and I'm going to have passive income, and I'm going to have sales while I sleep. And that's great, and that if you- if you figure it out, it can work. It is not as simple yeah. as people make it out to be. And mainly because if you do not create some sort of complex funnel system where you're creating essentially manufactured urgency or scarcity, yep. it will not work. Yep. And um, so what we thought we had figured out was <laughs> the secret because we thought, okay, we're going to have the membership open all the time, aka Evergreen. But instead of doing all these complex funnels and like, you know, secret sales pages and all that stuff, we are going to create this little launch window, quote unquote window every month where we can say, hey, here's a little thing we're adding to the membership this month. Join now. And to give people a little bit of an incentive. Well, it wasn't even a here's the thing we're adding. Well, we, it's just the original idea was to do well, that. Yeah. And then but it just it was, turned out like we weren't making anything new. All we were doing is saying yeah. enrollment's open. Enrollment's open. And then enrollment's closed. Right. We would do like a seven day enrollment was open. We would let people in and then we would close it down. Right. And not only, I mean, it did a little bit work because people were like, oh yeah, like that's a yeah. thing. Um, but for us, it made us feel like we were on this never-ending treadmill of selling. So it was almost like we had created like a product launch formula for ourselves, but on a more recurring basis. So we had actually created a worse situation for ourselves. And it's why we like to do those things though, so we can actually learn and go, oh yeah, you know what? That didn't feel good. Thought that was going to be the answer. It was not. It was actually the wrong thing. But we wouldn't know until you actually try it because otherwise you just sit there and you think, could this be better? You you do stay in the, could the grass be greener if I just did this? And that, my friends, is why we approach life and business like it's all an experiment. If you were playing the what is it all for drinking game, and you had experiment <laughs> on your bingo card this week. Then you got then it. Then you should take a sip of water. Uh, do you want to talk about the shift that we made at the end of last year that I think really helped us kind of like boost retention, yes. but also um, give people a reason to buy? Yes. So by far, this was the biggest thing that has made a quote unquote membership work for us is here's here's the conclusion that you and I both kind of came to at the end of last year. And this was uh, dancing around in my head a little bit. I was reading up on certain things about, I think we've talked about this in past episodes, but about positioning and what industry you're positioning your product in. And by positioning Wandering Aimfully as a membership in people's minds at $100 a month, when you 
put it in that realm, it actually becomes very expensive because people are used to paying. They think of a membership and they think of Netflix. They think of or Fizzle, which is like probably one of our closest competitors. We don't even think about them as competitors, but they're like thirty dollars a month, or right? Whatever. So you're 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 com- you're putting yourself in a position to be compared on this price level, and not only that, but Again, it's like people are thinking, what am I getting out of this? Like, what am I actually paying for here? And so we did a lot of brainstorming. And that's when we did a little bit of a rebranding of rebranding ourselves as coaches, which we had resisted for a long time. But we're like, this is what we do for people. And we had come up with this idea that we could commit to where we would do a coaching session every month. It would be on a different topic. So you'd get that new content, but it would really be around taking action in your business And that's when we decided to almost like productize our membership into a six month coaching program. It's really very similar, but it matters the way that you package it and the way that you talk about it. Yeah, because what what we started to realize was Wandering Aimfully, the membership, which we transitioned into just Wandering Aimfully Unlimited, which was just our way of saying like, hey, this is kind of just like this like buy our future thing where you pay $2,000 and you get all the stuff that we get everything now and you get everything in the future. So if you know what that is and you want that, we're going to keep that as an option. And also we kept that as an option for a reason, which I'll get to in a moment. But then we did this unboring coaching program and we said it would be six months long. We knew we were going to do it for longer than six months, but we didn't we didn't think people would commit to longer because we had the data that told us on average people went monthly seven months. Right. So six months. It should be a no-brainer for people. Most people will stay on based on what we know. And that has been very true very for us. Very true. And our churn has been very low. I think our churn with our unboring coaching program is around 8%. Which is crazy, you guys, because like it's it's very similar to oh, the it's, membership. It's the only difference is we promise a thing every month. We promise a thing every month and so we that's build the only it thing we that. don't have a good comparison True. of, but it doesn't matter. What we know is that giving someone something to look forward to that's new every month, having them know that they're only signed up for a finite amount of time and then they can decide after that what they want to do and we'll present them options and giving them the understanding that this is not in comparison to something else I'm paying X amount a month for. No, I'm buying into this package, this deal. Yeah. And so that shift for us was really great. And and so that took us, um, Wandering Aimfully had kind of like fallen down to around $9,000, $10,000 in recurring revenue. It had gone up to, I think 11 was the highest it got to. And then it kind of came back down. This jumped us up to like $15,000 in recurring revenue. And this was great. This this really felt like something that was really exciting for us because it was new. It felt like people really got on board with like, oh, okay, I do see you guys as kind of my business coaches. We're not going to be the mastermind group, the events, the, hey, you get on Facebook Lives with us and we do all this coaching. Like, we're not those people. We just have a Slack channel where we talk to you. We got email. We show up for you on a live call every month. We teach you something through a really fun coaching uh, presentation that we put together. What we realized messaging wise that resonated with people a lot is you get one thing to focus on in your business every month. So at the very minimum, you're not trying to do all these different things. You just know you have people from the outside looking in that will say, Hey, Maybe think about your website this yep. month. Yep. Hey, maybe maybe you know reconfigure your social media strategy this month. Hey, maybe it's time to finally pay attention to the your content strategy. But you're doing that on a month by month by month basis, so you're not kind of throwing people into the deep end, which was what we did at the first iteration, right? Which is like do all the stuff exactly. And so that coaching program. Number one, it really gave us something to focus on every month so that we could really wrap our messaging around that. We could have a really clear thing that people could get on board with or whatever. They could know what they were working on. And then here's the kicker. 
that six month, $600, $100 per month, that's how much it was, program would lead into Wandering, Wandering Aimfully Unlimited if they felt like they wanted to, more value. So it was our, our upgrade option. It was our upgrade. And what we found was a lot of people would watch one, co- I mean, a lot. So I would say probably like 10% of people would watch, and 10% is a lot, would watch one coaching program and then go, I want Wandering Aimfully Unlimited. Because yeah. what we told people was you can apply the $600 for the coaching program to Wandering Aimfully Unlimited. So it's not like you would pay us $2,000 plus the coaching. It was just all together. Right. So once, let's say once you hit the end of your six payments of coaching, if you want to upgrade, you're basically, you've already contributed $600 exactly. to the $2,000 price exactly. tag of Wham Unlimited. And so then it gave us at the end of someone's coaching cycle of six months, it gave us a really natural transition to go, hey, do you want to do six months of coaching Again? additional yeah. uh, or more? Or do you want to upgrade to Wham Unlimited? And I mean, I think 75% of people when given that, option upgraded yeah because they clearly saw the value we gave them something every single month that could solve a problem for them whether they did all the work or not that's out of our control we just do our best to do that but we saw that people were just so happy once they got through that six months that they were just they were ready to upgrade now we couldn't get them on the silver diamond medallion level private private mastermind excursion yeah weekend we couldn't do that but sound bath there's also a sound bath in there um but you know, well, maybe we have things we can we can look on look or look forward to. So I think that was a really good transition to us. So that kind of influenced what we've come to think about now that we're doing, which is our Prius model. I think we can get to that. Can we get to that now? Yeah, we is can move on in? to the Prius. Yeah, absolutely. So with un- I, think, I think that was it for my notes. So yeah. So with unboring, flying solo now. With unboring coaching, the way that we thought about it was, and this is where this kind of transition started, was we're going to sell unboring coaching. It's You're going to get it for six months. So that tells us we don't really have to sell that for another six months. So you can kind of have six months of not having to sell, not having to launch, not having to open the doors for anything between those two, which was great for us because we got out of the damn rigmarole of selling and promoting and all yeah. that stuff. So we separated these things out. And what we realized was, well, this is great. Now, if we just sell Wandering Aimfully and whatever it is that we're selling, whether it's coaching or unlimited or whatever, twice a year, and we kind of have these two open enrollments, this is our hybrid. So we are doing a launch period, but it is still for this program and this membership with this price. And it's going to change slightly here with our next one that we're working on right now, which we can talk talk about if we want to. But that feels really good to us. So the overarching kind of like the chef comes out, he drops the plate of au gratin right in front of you. Here's <laughs> what it is, is that twice a year we open the doors and for two weeks the doors are open twice a year. That's kind of our plan moving forward. Well, we actually haven't talked about, because we had done all this, the thing that we haven't talked about through all this is we did do quite a bit of work over the past year to create the best word that we'll use is funnels. You guys know we like to call them sifters that were working really well for us in the background just as a nice supplement where that way you have an option where if people are coming to you when they're ready to join, you're giving them that option. I just Um, forgot that existed because it hasn't been on for eight months. We literally used to look at the data every Monday and like really be focused on getting this like funnel and it worked um, really well. The thing is we took kind of the summer off so we haven't even gotten back into it but you and i need to make a decision about um you know if we do this launch in the fall is there going to be also a component to it that is the more evergreen 
Listen, sifter. I know this episode's longer, but you got if you're listening this far, you care and you're interested and it's fine. And you can pause when you finish making dinner and come back to us tomorrow. Is it it's too fine. long? No, it's fine. I, I really like all this, so I, I think people are gonna enjoy it as okay. well. You can email us and tell us if you enjoyed it. If you listened this far and you enjoyed it, hello at wondering Infinitely, we love your emails, <laughs> they make us feel so good about our little hearts. <laughs> This is where you and I, I think, are so different from most online business people. Uh-huh. We have the data that tells us, again, I've said data like 400 times this episode, but we have the data that tells us that we have a working sales funnel right. that sells, quote unquote, evergreen. Right. And it's when people are ready to buy. We have a little bit of urgency in there. I mean, it's a little bit of urgency. It's not even much. Yeah. We did not turn that back on after this last launch that we did in, in the spring of this year yeah. because we were making enough money. Yes. And most people would be like, turn that back on. Why not make the extra money? And for us, A, it would have taken a little bit of work to like reconfigure it and make it feel like up to date and everything else. But B, we sat there and said, what is it all for? Right. Why do we need to turn that funnel back on if we are making an amount of money that is enough for us? Yeah. And that's so juxtaposed to what most people think. And it is also, we can admit fully, a very privileged place to be, to be able to make that decision. Of course. And- where where you just went with that uh, line of thinking of like we should talk about will that come back on that funnel i just for me i shrug my shoulders and i just go but why mm-hmm. you know and and it sure like if someone's ready to buy and like giving them an option but we have those people who email us and they're my favorite emails to get ever right because it's, it's the people they're, they're asking if they shout can out pay to amoya if amoya's listening to this like she is someone who just joined us recently. The doors are not open. She found the page. I don't know, I don't how, know she how she, found, she it. found it. I don't know how she found it. She found it. She basically asked us if she could buy. She bought. And now she's really happy. And for me, this is something where I almost like not having a funnel up. Yeah. That it's like it's like a secret funnel that people have to figure <laughs> out themselves. The, the funnel. Yeah, the funnel is, it's not a funnel, it's a reverse funnel. It's a reverse funnel. It's a tidal wave that you have to fight against in order to pay us. And if you make it out. It's like reverse psychology. And you have money in your hand, we'll take it from you. (laughs) No, I hear what you're saying for sure. I think the part of me that contemplates it is one, definitely because of the reason of like, I do think there's something to the timing element where people have to be like in the right place of when it's right for them. But then also... I, I liked, we've talked about this word all the time, diversify. Yeah. Diversify. And the way that I view it is if we diversify our approaches to having this sort of evergreen funnel light approach and then also having the launch model, if the funnel is kind of working in the couple of months in between launches, that lessens the pressure on the launch, right? Oh, it totally does. But it, I think we'd be kidding ourselves if we didn't just say like, I mean, it's really just a way to make more money when we're not selling. Right. You know, like it really is, especially if we are making enough money every month to meet our enough number. I This is where we're so different, though, because it's like, I you don't want to just squeeze every dollar at it. I'm kidding. It's no, I don't no, see it like that. I you I feel like see the success of the f- spring launch and you extrapolate that to every future launch where you go, oh, we figured it out. And so it's like, right. why do we need the right, funnel? Right. My brain is like, we're changing it up quite a bit this fall. If yeah. something is off with the messaging, if something is off with the positioning, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot by not having this other you know, supplemental revenue stream. Yeah, I do hear that. And, and I do think our funnel 
I'm throwing air quotes, is like, it's the least salesy funnel ever. And so yeah. I think that's the other thing that makes you feel good about it. It's like, we give away uh, a full coaching video session for people to watch. We send three emails. It's not like we wallop people over the head for 10 days with sales emails. And at the end, we're just like, you can join if you want. Yeah. So it's a very low pressure thing. And I do think you're right. Like, I think it is one of the lessons that I should learn from previous experiences, just going, these launches may not always work as well as you hope. 100%. Granted, they also don't have to work as well as they have had to in the past because we do have the financial right. momentum. We're at a momentum place. Yeah. I totally hear that. Yeah. But I do, I agree with you. When you bring it up as the diversifying and like, it's almost like a little bit of insurance, right? If we know that that funnel provides four customers per month was what it was averaging, that's $8,000 in lifetime value of a customer that we're making that's a pretty good thing to not stop doing. Right. And that to me is like, okay, let's say there's four months in between launches. That's four times four. That's 16 less sales that a launch has to make in right. order for us to make the same revenue, not more revenue. And also if we miss out on an Amoya, I would be so unhappy. That's what I'm saying. She's so great. She's the best. Amoya, you're great. I'm so that's all to say, but, but you're right. I do think what is a little bit different about us than most people is like, we're constantly asking ourselves, okay, what's the trade off for that though? Right. And so the trade-off is it takes work to keep the funnel up. It takes work to reconfigure it so that it feels authentic and it feels right for us. So my approach would maybe just to see how the fall launch goes. Yeah. And if I it doesn't meet our expectations, then maybe we think about bringing the funnel back. And because I like sharing the numbers and because if you listen this far, you care and you're interested. But also part of it was I just like trying to figure out funnels for our I know, people as I know. well. We, we do. That is a part of it as well that that – um, is interesting for this. So Wandering Aimfully, as it sits right now, our monthly recurring revenue is $21,000, which is fantastic. That has taken us two years, which I think is also a really other important thing to tell people is that's two years of work. That's trying lots of things. That's building new programs. Yeah, we only gave you guys like yeah. half of the story in I this. I mean, we could have done a whole other hour. Um, but where we've gotten to, and if we stay at or around this level, so because we're going to have like in the next... 30 days, we're going to have $3,000 in monthly recurring revenue go Drop away off, because right. lifetime people will have finished their lifetime exactly. payments. It's been 20 months since they started. So that is something where we do have to recognize we have that natural churn that's going to happen. We plan for that. That's why we're doing two launches per year is to kind of boost that. But you're right. If we can keep that amount of money, if we want to keep that amount of money, if our goal is, and really our goal is to be at $33,000, that's our kind of golden number per month. Um, is is to get to that point and to feel really good about the mechanisms mechanisms that we use to get to that point. Um, that's all I I want to do is I want to make sure that we're questioning ourselves at every turn to be like, well, are we just trying to squeeze more money because we can and we have a system that works, or are we actually listening to the things that we say where we want to just be a little bit different and we don't don't just want to keep making more money to make more money. Totally, and you know, full transparency. Basically, this spring launch is the first time that we have been able to live our ideal lifestyle that we've been trying to live up to, um, you know, donate to causes that we want to donate to, even though we really want to up that in the future yep. and still have profit from our business. And so I'm not in this place of trying to squeeze out every dollar. I'm in this place of, holy cow, it feels so good to finally be living the lifestyle that we want to live without worrying about money. And so I want to, that's, that's what I want to aspire to. That is success to me is if you can live a good life, a, a life that allows you the flexibility and freedom to be happy and to have joy and all of that without having to worry about, you know, that's financial freedom, right? Without yeah. having to worry about it. Um, but 
it it's it's a fallacy to believe that once you hit that threshold that it will always be there for sure yeah and and i think that's a really good place to kind of like tie this episode up is whether you're doing digital product launches and they're just for like one-off products or whether you're changing to a membership or you have a membership now whatever mechanism you use that you feel comfortable about that makes you happy to work on every day that doesn't feel like you're just dragging your boulder through mud that's the one you should choose and so if all the things we've talked about with running a membership program in a community feels like that's just so much work and we haven't even talked about how much time i spend in slack oh my gosh. keeping up with everybody totally. how many emails we answer from our customers you know there is so much ongoing work with membership models we have to set up a call every month and like there's a lot of logistics to go in with the replay and all that stuff like there is ongoing work every month for a membership and that's the way it is with a product if you're just opening the doors to a product and selling it like our good buddy paul who does his chimp essentials course which is like a mailchimp expert course Paul doesn't really have to do anything. I mean, once a year, I think he redoes all the videos because MailChimp is always adding new features. So like if you're building a product based on a thing, you're going to have to update it no matter what. But he has a lot less monthly work to do. And so I think it's really just about deciding for you what makes the most sense. And hopefully throughout this whole conversation, you've decided if you're someone who has been thinking about starting a membership, oh, that does sound the way I want to go. I wanted to go their unboring coaching route. Like I do a thing every month. It's a six month commitment. Then I'll have an upsell to something bigger. That's my thing. Or if you've gone, okay. Whoa, more than I thought. I am not up for all of this. I'm just going to stick with my product launches and I'm going to do those a couple times a year and maybe have a sales funnel that works. I'm good to go with that. Yeah. By the way, if you do product launches and you only offer payment plans, it's basically a membership. It really is. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. By the way. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Cool. So we do have a new version of Wandering Aimfully that we're really excited about, but... I'm going to leave a little cliffhanger right here for you because we're going to talk about it a lot in uh, some upcoming episodes. And so we don't really have to talk about it in this episode. It'll also be something for you guys to look forward to listening to of, well, what is this new thing? Uh, for all you existing Waymers, you're going to get it, so don't you worry. Uh, but for anybody who's been on the fence or maybe this is the first time you've heard about it and now you're checking out our stuff and you're like, oh, I do want to learn from you guys, keep tuning in because these next episodes, we'll talk more about it, especially like three or four episodes from now, we'll get into the the nitty gritty of it and Great. share more. Good teaser. Woo, right under the wire here of one hour. Wow. Right under Oops. the wire. Do you have anything else you want to leave them with? An upsell to that program that you have? Oh yeah, my silver medallion uh-huh. weekend mastermind retreat. And at the end of this, I get a printed piece of paper that says I did it, right? So that people know and it's- Just one piece of paper. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny when you think about college. Like, you pay all that money and you get, you get a piece, the of, piece paper. of paper. Oh, that is funny. Ugh, that's I it. don't even know where mine it's is. An expensive no idea. Piece of paper. I did not want mine. Does my mom have it? Yes, guaranteed. Your mom has it <laughs> okay. framed somewhere. Somewhere. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, at the end of these episodes, we really like to tell you not to rate and review don't the show. Don't you dare. Um, I saw someone rated and reviewed it recently. Oh, come on. I really don't. We don't appreciate it. God. It doesn't make us happy. It doesn't help with the algorithm of our podcast, maybe being seen by other people. Absolutely not. It doesn't show other people that there's an enjoyment factor of this show. And we're not appreciative that you took the time out of your day they to do that. They also did five stars. Oh, you have to be kidding me. All five. That's rude. Yeah, why? Why would they do that? Jeez, so don't do that. Please, don't do that. Don't be like that guy, And I hope you have a cinnamon roll today. (laughs) Hope you have a great uh, great rest of your day, whatever it is that you're doing right now. Potatoes and cinnamon roll dreams. (laughs) That's (laughs) what we do. That's what we do around here. All right, everybody. Mm -hmm. We will be with you in the next episode right in your earballs. I love you. Bye.